Welcome to episode 19 of Prescription Ointment. We're so close to 20, guys. We're getting there. Quit chewing, everyone. Just use the <laughs> microphone. I love the charcuterie board. I love the snacks. So delicious. Today's episode, we talk about many things, guys. It's a host cast. So many just things. The three of us. Mm-hmm. We talk about social obligations through constant connection via technology. So email, yeah. Facebook. Texts. Texts. Voicemail. things that suck. Does about anybody voicemail being connected. Anymore? Yeah, people have. Vo- you guys don't have voicemail. I don't. You both have don't have vo- No, you have voicemail. I do. Scott does. Limited. You capacity. do not. Who the fuck checks voicemail? Uh, Scott's new job. How Briefly. he's liking that. Making adult friends. That's a nice segue into that. Yep. We also talk about Victoria's new thesis. Hooray! It's actually my old thesis. It's been going on since August yeah. last year. But preliminary results. There it from is. Her research. Right? Hooray! And we also talk about uh, human information gathering. Yeah. Making friends, in other words. Yeah. Would, right? Who to listen dis- to? Who to pick? How would you describe human inter- uh, information gathering? Well, it, it's, it's anything, right? Casual conversation. We always like, oh, I, this thing happened to me today. This is something novel and interesting that I have to offer to okay. you. Right? A story. People on the internet. Yeah. Who do you go to? Who do you think about? And, right. Yeah. Who do you deem worthy to give you information? Ooh. Check. Yeah. I'm Tim. I'm Scott. I'm Victoria. And uh, we don't have a guest. And here we are. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Welcome. So here's the thing. I don't even know what to talk about today. Yeah, me neither. Fucking Instagram. It's funny, we were actually, we being, uh, me and D-Bag were actually talking about this earlier, how, like, the instant availability of information is so detrimental now. Like, people act like we've moved forward because we have all this information available to us at any time. People can reach us whenever they want. And it's just turning into a boundary issue thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't really keep yourself from all of these, from from accessing this information. And people can... Uh, Like, unless you enforce those boundaries, like, I'm not going to check my email except for at, like, 11 and 4. Or... You know, choose not to respond to text messages or put your pl- uh, your plane on phone mode, your phone on airplane mode. Uh, people can just give you information whenever they want, regardless mm-hmm. of what you're doing or what your mindset is, because they don't know, and no. you shouldn't have to tell them. Yeah, but like we are way more productive than we've ever been, right? Yeah, yeah, but at what cost, man? I don't know. People, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's psychologically healthy to... to are, we, are we live? Are we, are we... We've been recording the whole time. Oh, okay. You should okay. pick it up just, somewhere. It depends when you cut. So, so I had a conversation with my friend. I went I went to Toronto not oh. too long ago. Okay. Who's Aaron, your friend? Aaron. Okay. Uh, who I want to come on this podcast. He's the uh, Hi, International Film Festival guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's one of my groomsmen, so you'll meet him. But, Sweet. Uh, Goes both well. It's coming up soon. Yeah. It is coming up soon. May thirteenth. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Tim, you want you you want to come to the bachelor party? Did I invite you? No, you didn't. But you I want to come. To. Yeah. yeah, dude. All right. When are we doing do that? I don't know. Cool. Uh, my brother will tell you, but I think it's like uh, April twenty third. Where are we like going? They've got a whole day planned. It's got axe throwing. It's got beers. <gasps> it's got going out. It's axe got... throwing right here. Axe throwing? No, no, no. Like in Toronto. Battle. Toronto. It's the Toronto okay. is really nice. We're gonna oh, get a, we're yeah. getting a hotel. Sick. So we're gonna so we can party in Toronto and stay overnight. But party in okay, Toronto. So you're in. That's great. I'm yeah, happy. I'm totally in. Good. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. Uh, and he so he's he's like this really really big tech guy, right? Yeah. And they don't. I'm not. Like I had a flip phone up until like. <laughs> was it the LG flip phone? 2012. <laughs> it was a while. Uh, and and I just got a smartphone, but I still have like an iPhone four, and I don't I don't really care, right? I'll use it to text, absolutely. I'll use it to call. I, I use it for all those things. I have the apps, right? I use it to make notes, check the weather, sure. whatever. And he's like, "Do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have this? It could affect your productivity. You could do it." <laughs> and it was weird to him that I was like, "No, I mean, after I if when I cut from work, like I'm done. All right, I go home. That's it. Work is at work." Yeah, my, on my first job, I learned like boundary things, right? Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta set those boundaries, and mm-hmm. then I don't want to do it. 
So I don't, and and it's great, and I find I'm more productive and more motivated at work because I've had that break, and yeah. I'm not oversaturated with it, right? Like you're not oversatiated, yeah, with, uh, mm. all that that type of stuff. And what's funny is that they they but you can't uh, believe it, but they're big phone people, so they've got to be on kind of all the time. Yeah, they're heavy users. They're like wake up, hit phone, uh, all the more. I've thought about that specifically. Uh, in relation to this podcast because i'll tell people i have a podcast and they'll say is it a photography podcast and they'll say no i don't have a it's not every asset of my life what would you talk like, about on a photography podcast there's a few i've listened to a few and they just they wax poetic about taking proper photos and they have like different guest photographers come on and they just circle jerk each and then there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> but it's like it might be it, it's, it is it's oversaturation it's yeah. too much of one thing where i'm yeah. like i live this most days i want to have something different this mm. is why this is delightful for me because i don't have to uh think about composition or anything i get to just it's a totally non-visual can medium i can just shoot the shit yeah two people who are smarter than i am so it's wonderful whoa Easy. i don't Easy know there. in this field <laughs> both of us know <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, yeah. Use. But we were talking about where are we going with that? I don't know. Where did that I, come from? It was the oh, so, you and David were talking about boundary issues and information. And I was like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I like having that amount of connect connectivity, provided you turn it off. And I find like for me, it's really stressful because then I feel obligated. Like if someone sees sends me an email asking for something that's not that's not technically urgent for me, it's like it's instantly urgent because mm -hmm. they've requested something of me mm -hmm. that I'm totally like I'm willing and able, even though it's my weekend to, to provide them with whatever it is that they've requested. Um, like you get an immediate sense of obligation because well, they the, have access to your time. The worst whenever thing they want, are they the send you the email notifications like seen or read or <gasps> the, the, or the, even the email things where they set it up. I had a friend who would set stuff up. They sent someone an email as soon as the person opened it, They'd be receipt. they got it. They got a receipt. Brutal. I hate that. Annoying. Right? That's the invasiveness. Because yeah. then, then social obligation kicks in. And that, that's why I'll, like, I'll see I have something. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to read that now. That is, even, not not, not going to open it. That's for later, Brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you have... This has been studied extensively that you have like a set amount of like willpower and motivation. And like it's a cognitive resource. Oh, that's resource, not true. I'm right? not sure that's true. No? Well, that, that's, that's been under fire. Like hardcore. Right? You've been reading this shit? It's no. crazy. No. Self-regulatory uh, resources have really been under fire. Okay. Because if you believe you have unlimited stuff, then you... You're more productive. Do much better. Yeah. yeah. But that's we can talk about that a little later. Yeah, I've got totally. A lot to say about that. I'm interested. I'm frustrated with it because my that, that could probably be a podcast on its own. My interpretation was that um, if you're available at all times during the day, because this because motivation or whatever was the set, you had a set amount of it. Mm -hmm. uh, then you're spreading it, spreading yourself pretty thin mm -hmm. over the day. So sure, you may have more hours of productivity, but your actual rate of productivity was lower on average. Hmm. Maybe that. That could be true, but it could be true not because of resources, mm -hmm. right? Like just because of habits or because of your own limits. Like you're okay. Like I'm good. I'm done. Dopamine, right? Yeah. Different things for motivation for that. But f it. Just email all it. the time. I don't want it. But it's that's an attitude, right? Like I remember I was having to talk with my dad, and he was like, "Okay, if you want to make this much, you have to work this many hours." Hmm. And if you're going to do this, then you have to do this. And it was like 60, 80, 70, or 70, 80 hours, right? Mm. A week. And I was like, Jesus That's not true crazy. anymore. Like, you got to roll. And then uh, the first chief data scientist of the White House, uh, I was reading his stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's really, really good. Really, obviously. Yeah. One of the best. Very, very accomplished. And uh, he was like, you have, if you're going to be serious about this, it's 100 hours a week. Like, you have to live your problems. Yeah. And by problems, I mean, like, the math problems and mm -hmm. the stats Solutions. problems. 
Yeah, you have to live your solutions. You have to go and you have to be on these teams Thanks. and work way too much. Thanks. And then it's he talks, he waxed poetic a little bit about like when you're in, you know, burning the midnight oil, uh, like two midnight, 30, two, midnight? Yeah, midnight, midnight oil when it's two two thirty in the morning and you're really struggling with a problem and you're suffering, but you have your team there with you at two thirty. And you're trying to work through. Yeah, he, he talked about how very powerful bonding experience like what a good bonding experience guess, that is yeah. and how That's great it is <laughs> and how you will never know and be as good at data science as if you practice it 100 hours a week and i was like well okay that's technically true absolutely the ten thousand hour thing yeah but then that you know you don't have time for other stuff no, no. you're a data scientist uh i th- i'm I that think your, I am. That's your job title, isn't it? It's research analyst, but that was just because they were like, we don't know what to call you. We don't know how this is going to go, so just figure it out. <laughs> because but, it's a new role within the company. Yeah, and, yeah. and I am doing data sciencey things. Ah, I was talking cool. to Renee on the phone yesterday, your fiance. Yeah. And uh, I said, how's Scott doing? Because you never pick up your phone, so I resort to calling your fiance. <laughs> she said you needed a day. Information by proxy. You, did, you needed a day just to be like in the dark. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Alone. Yep. Yes. It was great. Good. I thought about you. I'm like, you know, he probably does need that. He thinks yeah. a lot. Um, and I said, uh, Renee, how is Scott liking his new job? Because I remember the first week we talked, you were like, I did a, I did a research thing on chairs. <laughs> Which got launched this week. Yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> I don't know. But, they were... <laughs> but I, I guess it was, it was the contrary. Not to like say that that's bullshit, but you went from like analyzing people's mood at one company to analyzing how people felt about shares. And I'm sure that can be it a shock. It was just like a first day. Right. right? Like, yeah, right. That, that's all that was. I know. Like, and then here's, here's our proprietary or survey software. That's right. Figure out how to use it. Yeah, yeah. here's an example. Yeah. So, and she said after that, like, you were just over the moon. Like, you've been really happy with oh, your work yay. you're doing. You're really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Get to do all sorts of stuff. Okay. And uh, that includes the data. Once we got to the data science, then I was very happy. Yeah. Get to do the machine learning things. What does that mean? And I'm learning. Uh, it's basically like okay, we have this stuff. We want to know what's going to happen in the future, right? Whether okay. it's, it's one month, two months, three months. Predictive modeling, months. is that a term? Yeah, I guess yes. it would be. So you have to be like, okay, so train a thing that we can say, oh, here's this, here's what's happening at this location this month, what's going to happen next month, right? Yeah. And then it'll tell you. Is a month? It has to be fairly accurate, right? Or it has to be very accurate. And I've more or less gotten there, but it's uh, I'm trying to... Tweak it, you know, can yeah. squeeze a little bit more performance out. Juice is a month yeah. enough uh, enough data to be predictive. What about the seasons? Well, that's well, yeah, seasonality, right? There, there are a few ways you can do that. Um, I'm doing it in my own way with the thing I'm using. Cool, uh, but there are a few other ways. We have a the other math guy, or the, I'm not a math guy, but the math guy on the team. Oof. He's got his own way to account for that. But seasons are really, really important. So, what's yeah, the best math. season? What season is best? Is it January? January. Really? Jan- what? Why? For, new for, New Year's resolutions. For gym memberships. Oh, January. Right, 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 where you work. Yeah, and July, actually. Interesting. July why why July? Almost, almost Beach bod? Beach bod. Yeah, right. But it's like, focus. you're like, it's a little late, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> July. I mean, like, if you could get it July now, you'll be ready for next year. But it, it's definitely July. I think it's uh, people go to the beach. I think it's not until they see that or they start seeing the commercials and they're like, oh. Seeing they, the other they beach have, I got to yeah. up for last time. They have their first experience where they're like, oh, shit, there's a pool party. <laughs> and then, then they start thinking about it, right? Do like, they, it's that sort of, it do they think they're going to get results within like two weeks? Is that the idea? Everyone thinks like, they're going to be like, two I'm weeks. ripped. I, oh, man. That's the kind of like answer that they're looking for. I'm glad really. you're asking that question. Dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've. Part of the reason I like my job, right? I could do the modeling and the data science and the ML and whatever, but I also get to do like straight up research. Sick. 
like psych research. And that was a question I forgot to ask. It was it was expected rate of change that I needed to work right. into something. The predictive so, you know questions. I will get back to you. Thank on you, that. Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I get to do all sorts of things. That's wild. Um, oh, that's cool. What have you yeah. found so far? Besides people signing up in January. Are you allowed to tell us? Can you tell us anything? I don't know. No, don't I, worry about I don't think I found anything. Uh, Nothing shocking. Okay. Overly interesting. Um, I have some glimmers, but that is actually a project that I can't talk about. That, that's kind of like a, a bigger thing. So when the mics, um, when the mics are turned off, maybe. Yeah. But cool. Of that. Cool. Yeah. And you like your coworkers? You like your friends? Yeah. yeah you all mentioned all you about, have to make friends at work. We're yeah. going to talk about the Being adult social friendship. All day. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. But no, I, I like all of them. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're all... It's it's nice that it's easy to respect them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like no one's shitty or petty or weird or... They're just doing their thing. Yeah. Or troublesome they're yeah. not they're all very smart they're all very clever they're very capable so it's really great yeah it's i like, like working with every single person around me so that was kind of what yeah. i realized that about two weeks in i was like all right yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> great yeah so hmm. do you do you go to the gym on your lunches i am hurt right now and i'm actually very <gasps> sad about it scotty no what happened? Yeah. So scotty it, no it, it's a it's the muscle okay that connects the back of your neck or like, it's like is this back- one of these muscles that only you have because you... No, 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 no. Okay. It's, like the neck, it's the neck tweaking muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So this is something for everybody. Okay. okay. Sleep okay so here we go. Let's like- walk everyone through it. Back your, what are you, you doing? You go like back your skull, like that little nubbin you got there. Mm-hmm. On the very top of the... Bri- the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. So like to the right and to the left. So yep. either way, mine's on the, the one Do I you, have Is it like with. a valley on either side? Yeah. Okay. So you have the but nubbin then, in the back. So you have this and the muscle's like here. It connects... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Walk, where, 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 where? Like, this like is behind, a visual medium. We're behind this the one. ear. Yeah, we okay, behind the ear, it. above above and behind the ear. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then it goes down your neck. Okay. And then the back to your the neck. top of your scapula. So like okay, your shoulder blade? Your shoulder okay. blade. <laughs> yeah. And so like, what does this do? It prevents your head from falling forward, right? Like you need something pulling at the back of your head uh, to make it go up or to stop mm, it from... Needs to provide sagging. tension. Yeah. So, My RMT told me... This is a tangent. But when you're... Tangent. Because these muscles are... Um, like they're, they're oh fuck! What is it? Now you know what it's gone. Never I don't mind. Know. Can you describe it? It's, in any way? If you have a pain in one side of your neck, you're not supposed to pull away from it because that adds more tension. You're supposed to pull towards it. Oh. No, that hurts. That hurts me. <laughs> no, I, like if you if you have like a pain, um, in one of your neck muscles, like uh, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna say anything because there's an RMT probably listening who's like, yeah. this is bullshit. <laughs> so I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna clarify and get back broken to you. RMT broken. Yeah, telephone. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy. Second tangent: um, those African tribal women who add the rings Which to their ones? neck. Uh, the ones, the ones who, uh, as you get older, what and country like, are they from? Yeah, what, what Africa? Yeah, which country? <laughs> no, no, sorry, which country? Within? Nigeria, I think. Okay, I don't, I don't know. So don't quote <laughs> we're me. We're just breaking your balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Africa, I know. Disconnect, saying Afri- ladies. Saying African tribes is like is so insulting. Yeah. So they they add rings to their neck as they get older yeah, and like yeah, yeah. go up in social standing. It's sure. supposed to be like an honor to have rings added. They get those on there. They uh. So is it like slowly. do they do they have like a hole in them and they just kind of? I think it's a, like necklaces where they like okay. they, they come apart and then yeah. they clip okay. together at the back. So it's not like they're sliding their head through a turtle. No, neck. no, no, no. Okay, Over and rings. they're and they're weighted. So what happens is that those those muscles, those exact muscles, get um, lengthened. But because mm. they're being lengthened without being strengthened, they are super loose. Yeah. So one of the ways that uh, if someone does you know some sort of social transgression and is executed, they take all the rings off, and so your head flops forward and you suffocate. Brutal. What the fuck? Okay. Right? So. I don't really love that muscle, that's where my head went when you're like, oh, this muscle in the back. But called the. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this very special, murderous, important muscle called the levator scapula. 
I assume it sounds like a Harry Potter spell, right? Yeah. Levator scapula. But, yeah, but but it lifts your scapula, right? It's, it's it lifts it up and it keeps your head up. Uh, that's so angry at me right now. Oh, so what did you do to angry. it? I I don't know. I I think it was like bench press, right? Like trying to keep it down uh, while right. while everything else was pulling it forward. I stretched it. I been there. Little tears. <laughs> I don't know. Tim, you have. And then, like, I, I thought I would be okay. I thought it was my shoulder, yeah. so I did stuff that actually. Well, was, the shoulder bone is connected to the. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, that's I was in fact totally wrong, and then I ended up hurting myself more, and now Ooh. I'm just fucking sad because I, I can't. It's been like a month. So is it legs? Oh, I haven't is it legs all day? What are you doing? Yeah, legs all day. Jesus. Yeah. Damn. I'm actually going to go to the gym after this for legs, but that's all I can do. And it, it, it's upsetting. Can't you? Nope. Nope. No. Do you, do you ice or heat? Or do you both? I should be icing, but it's I don't have like a, a pack. Do you that's cardio, Scott? You to pick up an ice pack on no, your own. No, I tried. It's boring. What, do you just have to wait for that to heal? I itself? just have to wait. It's the worst. And even, but even, <laughs> wait, because it's a doula today, yeah, I know. But it, <laughs> you, you can rest. But if, if I'm, I've figured out that the way I sit in my chair, because I have a desk ah. job, right? It, it, it turns your shoulders inward and it actually stretches it out and has such a, it puts my shoulder in a position where it's comfortable, hmm. but also reinforces the problem. No, because you get used to that position. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be there. So I need to, I can't just hang out. I need to do other stuff too. And it, yeah. It sucks. But that that was a lot of talking about a very common desk problem. Like the guy behind me, the guy who sits like to the desk and back there. CJ. No, not CJ. CJ sits across. Okay. But it's a, so Martin sits, sits uh, behind me and he, he has the same problem, right? Mm-hmm. He saw him at the gym one day and that was, uh, it's apparently super, super common that he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm having this problem. So I sent him a picture of the levator scap syndrome. <laughs> and I was like, look familiar. And he was like, oh my God, yes, this is it. And I had no idea what was happening, but apparently wow. it's for all of us desk jockeys. In the in the office world in health and safety safety it's called an ergonomics problem. Yeah, I've got an ergonomics problem. I Luckily, I problem. did a chair survey and I can rate my <laughs> chair. <laughs> right. That's but, fantastic. So yeah, the jobs the jobs great. I'm learning I'm learning a lot and I needed to sit in the dark for a while because this week was just like a lot of learning. It was like yeah. eight hours of school every day. Jeez. I'm really jealous. That's so exciting. It's tiring. So much learning. I know, so much learning. If you're speaking, learning, you're growing. Speaking of learning and growing. Yeah, let's learn and grow. Victoria. Is this See, my wine? Did you that one's yours. You got an interesting letter in the mail this week. I did. Tell us about it. It was an email. Okay. I... Oh, sorry. But in your inbox. I, sc- what? I screen capped it. Well, they should be, you should get a letter eventually. I will. I was yeah. actually okay. going to wait for the letter because that would have been like a more... It's like getting your Hogwarts acceptance. Yeah. Oh, boy. Couldn't help yourself. I'm still two, waiting for the Hogwarts acceptance. Two references. Good. No. <laughs> Good. I, yeah, I got into the master's program at Laurier for a Hey! I'm going to give you a round of applause for this one now. There we go. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. Oh, shucks. So what does that mean? What is a master's? Ooh. Uh, what, what is a master's? Uh, so for the next two years, I'm going to be learning about stats, and I'm going to be running my own research projects. I get to propose... Uh, how they're done, my methodology, hmm. um, my advisors, advisor, maybe both, are going to be around to point me in the right direction as far as how to and correctly analyze and approach certain problems. And I want to look at specifically fulfillment and how hmm. it relates to well-being and why it may not necessarily need to be correlated with happiness. Interesting. You can be fulfilled and unhappy? I don't, I don't think happiness is necessary for fulfillment. Or it's not sufficient for fulfillment. It's a necessary part of. What is fulfillment? That's yeah. uh, that's a great question. Well, that's actually that. what. Uh, so there's one dude so far. One dude. His name's Todd Cashnan, and he does a lot of research in social anxiety. 
primarily, which is why I was introduced to him from the other labs that I work in. Um, and he looks at purpose. And what he thinks purpose is, is a, uh, a form of motivation. It's sort of like a, a framework in which people um, decide what behaviors to engage in, to work towards, yeah. uh, to work towards their purpose. So what he did is he had people list people in a healthy and uh, socially anxious groups list five things that they thought would contribute to their sense of purpose. Okay. Uh, things to work towards like that, that framework I described. And then he had them pick one of them. And for over the next month or so to engage in activities during the day that would, uh, contribute to their sense of purpose, like move them closer to these goals. Um, and he found, he found some interesting things, uh, that it was harder for, he also asked, um, participants retroactively, like in the past, before you started this study, um, how much were you working towards these things and how did those activities make you feel? Um, which I have problems with methodologically, but it was an interesting question to ask. And he found that people in the socially anxious condition, uh, they just were less likely to engage in behaviors that were working towards purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, they also didn't feel as good even after they achieved things as the, the healthy group, which was, which was interesting. Uh, and so during the experiment, um, he found that days that were characterized by high effort, if they were putting in a lot of effort towards their goals, they just they felt better mm -hmm. than on days that they weren't. And what was interesting is that the healthy control group didn't necessarily, necessarily display this pattern. But the socially anxious group did. What? The effort to feeling goods? Effort to feeling goods. They were more concerned Weird. with the end product. Like, if they achieved the thing, then they were happy. But on the days that were characterized by more effort, not necessarily okay. by achievement. So achievement makes anxious people anxious, and they would rather work towards something? I think they they uh, he, he sort of looked, um, because achievement was looked at in the retroactive questions, um, not a lot of the socially anxious people actually reported achieving their goals. Okay. But a lot of the healthy controls did, and they're like, we felt better once those things were achieved, whereas in the actual gotcha. experimental part, the socially anxious people were like, more effort made us feel better, even though we didn't really get to the end point. Okay. Which I thought was kind of cool. So, I mean, he described purpose... How did he describe it? He used a very particular phrase, but just that it was a source of motivation. Mm -hmm. And I think fulfillment can be described similarly uh, if they're not, you know, describing the same thing. Um, but not a lot of work has been done on well, what what makes people feel fulfilled. What? How yeah. does that differ across populations? Fulfillment is it, it it implies like I'm good, like finishedness. I'm full, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I'm fulfilled. So you don't have to do anything else. And Christian Jordan had some thoughts about uh, why it would differ if, like, why does it have to be goal-motivated? Mm -hmm. um, so, sure, fulfillment may be, like, a goal-oriented action. And he's like, so what, what would it be if it wasn't goal-motivated at all? Like, would that just be contentedness? And how would that differ? Mm -hmm. How would people feel different after being uh, content versus being fulfilled? Um, if there is a difference. If there is a difference. Don't you need a goal to be fulfilled? Don't you need a finish line? Ambitious people so would. Speak. I don't know if everyone does. Even yeah. like eating a sandwich. That's a goal. That's not a goal. He's, it is no, a goal. He's, he's not wrong. <sighs> yeah. Data science. <laughs> <laughs> Already there. But yeah, so, so I mean, for the next two years, we're going to be like exploring be this concept. Interesting. Which is going to be kind of fun. Yeah. Do you have any examples of uh, research you want to do? Um, studies? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't put that much thought into it yet, but I will because I've been focusing on my thesis. Let me know. Right. You still have that to do. Um, it's like it's almost done. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't emailed you any of the materials. <laughs> it was such a, such a yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's almost done. Sure it is. 
It is. I've got the poster. No, done. I, that, I've got that the was an acknowledgement. Like, okay. poster day is coming up. Poster okay. day is it's next. The, what is poster day? Poster day is next week. It's the twenty fourth. It's at three p.m. in what the day? science building. The twenty fourth is a Thursday. Does that I'm mean gonna, like I'm gonna be a word? Whoa, 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 whoa! Is that poster day? Is in like let's go buy posters? No, no. It's come <laughs> see my poster that I designed with my yeah, research yeah. on so it. We, we put our research on big uh, posters that describe it, and then when you're doing your thesis, allow a me day. to pull it up. See, poster day for me in college was hey, there's a poster of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I know exactly <laughs> the poster day you're talking about, <laughs> and I also <laughs> love that poster photo <laughs> for every undergrad. Pulp Fiction. Hey, let's yeah, let's go buy a poster of Pulp Fiction or maybe Bob Marley. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God, the Bob. Put that on a wall. Johnny Cash. What is poster day at Laurier? What is the what so do you do? all of the thesis students, thesis uh, students, thesis students uh, have created their own poster that's a visual representation of their research with graphs, text. graphs, quotes, quotes, and text. quotes, graphs and text. Not images? a lot of text, more graph. Okay, I could, I couldn't fit any images on mine. Minimalistic is uh, how much room did you best. have? How much space is in your? Well, uh, you got three feet by four feet. I'm you pulling can't fit it up. Any pictures? Yeah, it didn't really make sense with mine. Let how me, far does it? What did you do? Let me see this. Yeah. This would be good for our listeners. Oh, yeah, okay. I know, right? Great. What are you seeing, Scott? Maybe you could describe it. Uh, okay, so we have <laughs> this dead air. on the three feet by four feet. Okay. We have three main columns. Of are stuff. we talking like a rectangle? Like it's what? a rectangle. Is long, it taller long than rectangle. this? Rectangle. Okay. So three tall, four wide. Okay. Thank you. First foot is a text. Top like left. In- introduction. Semiotics? Where are we left side. From? Left side. Okay. Yeah. It's a column. We got yeah, we oh. got the text. It's about a foot wide. The, this is what I did. This is uh, my reasoning behind it. Here's some stuff. Background lit. Right. Stuff. The middle is a uh, method. So okay. what was actually done. Okay. And then we have some preliminary results. What do we got? Uh percentages. Bunch of fucking bars. We got some orange bars, blue bars, green bars. Strong color choice. Thank Good. you. I'm happy with Good. that. And then it's just on uh yeah, differences in happiness. What else is this? Differences on fluency of thinking about good stuff. Differences in negative emotion. What is the title of the poster? Oh, that's a good one. It is, The Large and Small of It, A Longitudinal Analysis of Gratitude Interventions on Happiness and Well-Being. Sexy. It is. What do we do? What's bottom right? By Victoria Barker. Uh, Victoria <laughs> bottom, Barker. Bottom right. I would sob. Bottom right. On every poster, it's your discussion. Okay. Because you're like, here's what I said I was going to do. Here's what I did. Can you synopsize for me, please? Oh, you yeah, could probably sure. read it. It's short. Fantastic. Current study demonstrates the perceived difficulty of thinking about things for which you're grateful about your life. Gotcha. So thinking about the good aspects of your life. Fantastic. Has an almost equal effect on participants' reported levels of happiness and satisfaction as the intervention itself. When the task is difficult, the specific condition... So Victoria had people either be like, what are three things that happened today specifically really really specific that you're grateful for about your life so it'd be like oh doing podcast and having meat sticks or whatever having meat sticks so Whereas grateful a, for meat a, yeah sticks. a general thing would be like i am grateful for family friend, friendship yeah yes. like some, something really big and gotcha. people generally when they're trying to think about good stuff about their life they tend to go broad right the, broad they, categories like, yeah mm. i'm grateful for my family and my job and my this and my that and my dog and it's easy to think about those things yeah uh, but specific is like a specific thing, an interaction you had with a member of your family or with your friends or stuff like that. And that we think that's the more powerful one. Okay. Because you're literally, you're training yourself to pick out stuff from your day. Specifics. Like, this, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that makes you happy. Like my first sip of red wine. But uh, some, people have, some people have a hard time with it. A lot yeah. of people, as it yeah, turns yeah. out, yeah. have a very difficult time with they it. Honing in on one thing, is that because they mm. feel awkward answering a question so specifically? I would Because I would feel awkward. Oh, not Victoria, awkward. You know, yeah, not this. awkward necessarily. This is good practice. But, okay. Uh, this is really good. I'm just curious. So it's not awkward necessarily. It's not that it produces awkward feelings, um, but because we have them do it before uh, actually saying talking about what negative feelings that have been produced, um, we can tell that it takes them longer. 
Like it just takes them a long time to sit there and think about what the positive thing about their day was. And because it's difficult and because it's taking them a long time, past research on fluency would suggest that people are thinking of themselves as uh, not having a lot to be grateful for because it's taking them a while, which produces negative affect. Yeah, and we do that with memory all the time, right? Like, you think back and you're like, oh, it's kind of fuzzy, I'm not sure, so you assume it's further back in time, when mm. that's not necessarily true, and psychologists have done some stuff where they, like, mess with that and okay. sort of show it through. But this works for, yeah, thinking about good stuff about your life as well, huh. which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Because, like, I, I could rattle off ten things about today, but some people, if you're not used to it, they'd be like, uh, I don't, I don't so, know. So one thing we thought was that uh, we could mitigate that by having them practice it every day for seven days mm-hmm. and then doing it on the last day as well. So that's, like, nine instances where they're actually engaging in this exercise. Uh, and that wasn't the case at all. So fluency across the week didn't change. Uh, it was consistently... Uh, the specific condition, finding it more difficult than the mm. general condition and taking significantly longer. And the difference, like, it wasn't just minor significance. It was, like, a difference between 70 and 20 seconds. Wow. That's ridiculous. I know. Okay. I didn't include the time charts on the graph, but I did include fluency. What? That but sounds I, like the sex appeal. Yeah. I know. I didn't have room. I didn't have room. Interesting. So it's consistently harder to think of... Uh specific things yeah so we looked at um not just differences between conditions but we ran multivariate yeah did you- uh anovas for each of the i mean like the the specific condition didn't differ on each of the days as far as their ratings of fluency what so like it didn't get consistently easier oh, for yeah, the specific yeah, yeah. condition it okay. stayed hard that's okay uh that's did- what she said so was it what about this really this- nothing <laughs> no <sighs> Come on. Sorry, we were. I'm really, we were into really it. into this. She's really in the headspace. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. So, did did you find what about people mm-hmm. who found the specific stuff easy? Were there like a lot of those people? Did you find them? Were they like the best? Did they improve, or we, were they the happiest? We didn't do split case analysis on okay. on them yet. This was just to find you know sort of preliminary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St- uh, whatever you was significant to put on the poster. Oh, we yeah. definitely plan to. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And what we want to do is also, because we have the participants on the first day and the last day describe what was easy or difficult, like as a, a qualitative mm-hmm. answer, um, what we wanted to know is whether the specific condition was still saying, yeah, it was pretty easy, but actually rating it as harder okay. without being aware that the other group was like, yeah, this is also easy. Because it would be interesting if they they thought... If they were consciously aware of whether or not they, it was difficult. Okay. Weird. Cool, eh? Yeah, that, that is cool. This was accepted accepted to CPPA. Nice. I get to go to CPPA. She's going. What? That's the Canadian Positive Psychological Association Conference. Hot Boom. dog. When, yeah. Where is it? It's in Niagara. Yeah, Shit. I get to go to Niagara. Renee, Renee got accepted too, so we're going to go uh, you know, present our data and then drink wine. Yeah. That's about that's all you can do. At a conference? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. 100%. It's there for academics during the day. Mm-hmm. Probably, maybe, and then also drinking. I went to a conference recently. Yeah. It was in Las Vegas. <laughs> that yeah. was it? That was that, what that was. Oh, I thought, you, was, I thought like, you were just there to gamble away money. No, 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 like no, no. Everybody no. else. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I like to, to call it lost wages. Oh, yes. Yes. We've all so many times. <laughs> Parks at all. One day it'll be Parker at all. So, Dr. Park. Conference. What was it about? It was um it was for a conference that they do every year called WPPI. Mm-hmm. WPPI. Uh, wedding one more time. PP. Wedding <laughs> Wedding Portrait Photography International. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Oh, yes. all right. And so they have a showroom and they have a bunch of people speaking, keynotes, workshops, all that kind of thing. Wow, how many people go to this thing? A lot. Thousands. Quite a few. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. one. Eh? Um yeah, uh it's I international. Went to, it's international. I went to half an hour of a trade show. And then I walked around the 
the trade room floor looking at all the different products and stuff with Taylor, my um, friend oh, and yeah, colleague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has been on this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. He has. Yeah. Yeah. Tra- Taylor, episode Taylor 14, 15? Yeah. Travel? Travel. Good episode. And um, it was exactly what I thought it would be. It was just like uh, South by Southwest where it's people <laughs> creating a problem and then selling you their solution. That's what marketing That's is all forever. I, but it's photo- okay. like it's niche. It's photography. It's wait, like wait, wait, wait. great. You have this piece of plastic that'll make me a better go fuck yourself. Like it, it's it's exactly <laughs> what I thought. Make me a better go fuck yourself. <laughs> listen, listen, yeah. listen, listen. So I, I, I that's why I only did half an hour. I'm, I'm listening. You said something poignant. Go ahead. What is it? Okay. So you said that they create a problem, right? You know my tangents don't last longer than seven seconds. So you I'm sorry. <laughs> just wait till the I'm end. So ready and to just insane. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you said they create a problem and sell the solution. Yes. Is it? Can you describe one of these problem creations? Like, it's not like our, how many our, problems are created in photography. I know. How do you Most know of them that related it's, to lighting? How do you so, know it's created and not just identified? Ooh, created versus observed. Hmm. Which is extra funny because it's photography and you're observing the problem. Ah. I guess it was capturing more so, it. Maybe it was okay. <laughs> more, all right. Um, it was more so niche, like niche things that you wouldn't really think of that don't really apply to a lot of people. Oh, okay, okay. Um, one of which was this, a this... maternity dress for brides that, like, it stretches and it, it like, it's for. It was a whole booth dedicated it's for the to, surprise baby for the for the shotgun wedding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like that's amazing. There were some strange, strange things. A it's lot of it was totally necessary. Yeah, a lot of it was just people finding innovative way to do the same thing that's been happening for years and years. Like, this is a new printer that that binds your images together in a in a faster way. And like a thirty thousand dollar machine that no one's gonna, you know, it just it's, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst thing, but it's exactly what I expected. People just selling their online course, what had to be a better photographer, selling their piece of plastic, selling yeah, their right? beauty dish that they, you know. Interesting. That's one of the the new ways of generating passive income is creating mm-hmm. a course and then trying mm-hmm. to sell it online, yeah. uh, regardless of whether or not you are a industry expert in whatever it is that you're selling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, fitness industry happens all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's most of what's out there, actually. But, anyhow, conferences. Conferences. Woo. How do we get on conferences. that? Conferences. Because I got into CPPA. Yeah, yeah right. buddy. No, no, no. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, back. Bring we it back. talked about posters. Right. Talked Poster about research. Day. Learning. Everyday learning. Actually, one thing I did want to talk about Hit it. was uh, making adult friends. Oh, fun. Tough, right? Because well, it is, but it's not. It's, it's strange, because at this point, we're not just Nobody in elementary school. It. You're like, the, your goal is just to be as social as possible. It's like, yeah. you don't know what you like, so you have to expose yourself to a bunch of bratty fucking kids to <laughs> determine which ones get you want to say fuck packs. you to. Yeah. Get their snack bags, make them leave. <laughs> totally ignore some other ones. Um, <laughs> the casual sociopathy of being a child. <laughs> is it not? Snack-centric. My God. It still is. It still it's, it revolves around food now. Yeah. Actually, one one mean, interesting, what kind of funny study that was released was about um, what makes kids cool. And for, for dudes, it's like being able to do stuff yeah, when you're yeah, a kid. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's like people will respect tricks. you for oh, that. No. You're a good guy. And for yeah. chicks, it's like having cool things, which always irked me a little bit. Like, like if you were If you were a little girl and you had the newest backpack and you were yeah. dressed in the newest clothes. That's, that's fucked. Other girls that's would be wild. like, you are, you are the... You're the status one. You're the highest one on the social ladder. Yeah. And but for so, dudes, it's like if you were good at sports, if you were smart, yeah. uh, if you could do things, then all the boys were like, that is the coolest it one. Also, I think there's a Kids bit of, can't come up with that on their own. There's right? no why way. Is that, why is that innate? Uh, it's a bit of a crossover there. Okay. From what I experienced. Having a Nike sweater uh, when I was a kid was like the coolest fucking thing you could do. Like Did you child. have the big check? Right. You had the one check kids. in the top, top right. 
It was and subtle. There was three people in my grade three class who had that, and they were like, "This is cool." And then having jeans was a big thing, not track pants. <laughs> and then girls were just as maybe it was just the school I went to, but if you were an athletic girl, you were top of the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. Top of the pyramid. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. So it wasn't so much about what you that could. Happened in my school. It was being able to do stuff. It was both. Bit. It was a, a bit of both. Bit. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that group came together. That super group of. I like, wasn't part pop, of it. Neither was I. And they <laughs> had the right. stuff and could do the things. That's yeah. why we're recording a radio show in my living room, guys. It's because we were not. Part of that social elite, so it was a bit oh, of both. Man. You're absolutely right, but I, I not to not to gender or heteronormative. No, know, no, it's just to, uh, it's not it's not saying that all chicks who have cool things are going to be right, considered the cool things. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. just trends Soccer. that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. Sorry, continue. I so so that's that's how the kids figure it out. And then when you're an adult, you don't have a choice. And I've talked about this before. I don't know if on the podcast, but I mentioned it to Tim. It's it's about like building a tribe of people with. Very similar interests. So mm-hmm. it's like, we consider it more well, difficult to find adult friends, but we're just pickier. It's like, I don't want to spend any... My time is precious. Right. Right now, it's me fucking around a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm just downloading a new video game. Which one? Yeah. Dragon Age 4? No. Oh, Beast Can you imagine? Heart. Yeah, Andromeda's next. Oh, uh, it's yeah. coming out in December. Andromeda? Yeah, no. no, actually, they said... Andromeda, yeah. Q- okay. Q- Q1 2017. You guys remember that Kevin Sorbo show, Andromeda? Yes. Just me? Yes. Okay. I remember it. Yep. <laughs> they get trapped near a uh, the the something of a black hole. So the, it's a Voyager, but different. Kind of. What is it? The Event Horizon. Thank you very much, yeah. me and Scott, <laughs> of a black hole. And then they get stuck in time. And then someone, <sighs> these, these ship um, salvagers or uh, pirates, they're like, oh, let's go get Andromeda. And it's a ship that's like way ahead of its time. Cool. It was the. So um, they wanted to pick it off. They wanted to pick it off. And they right. bring it back in. They find everyone's still Alive. frozen in time. Oh. And uh, Kevin Sorbo, the That's captain so cool. of Andromeda, with a couple of robots and a sexy lady. I can't remember specifically. That is but the, they, that sounds about right. They go the through space. space. Program. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, it, there's like four people left on the ship because they ejected everyone just before. So it's, like, it lasted about two space. seasons. That's pretty cool. That's so, yeah. Anyway, did that was did they play it out from the, yeah, to, just <laughs> keep this digression. Did they play it out from the inside of the ship? Because from the inside of the ship, it would just be like, oh, okay, here's, we're almost close to the event horizon. Who the fuck are these people? Like, it, they would just instantly show up, right? They, yeah. From their perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'd been 300, 400 years. But, wow. like, from their, was it, like, from their perspective on the inside of the ship? Because they pulled them out? It would only have been 20 minutes for them. Yeah, yeah, And they were moving super slow. That's basically, oh, oh, man, dude. I love that shit. Relativity. Loved yeah. it, yeah. Oh. So that was good. We're, we're, when they get back on the ship and he's like 20 years older. <sighs> adult And his, his daughter is like 112. Yeah. Ugh. Spoiler alert, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, but adult anyway. friendship. Adult friendship. All right, oh, so sorry, I, spend, I spend a lot of my time fucking know. around. Uh, so my time isn't necessarily oh, right, as valuable right, right. as other people's. Yeah. Right. But um, when I do spend time with people, I want to spend it with people who, A, have similar but different interests to me, who have similar but different ideas to me, because otherwise, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Oh, um, yep. You know, I got, I got on that, but go on. and like similar values. Yes. So like we have to be able to identify on, on particular levels and it's harder to vet people that way when you're an adult, a, because you're not exposed to as many people and B because social norms keeps everything occluded, right? It's right? like, yeah. can you go up to someone and be like, what is your stance on abortion? You can't. Well, people. I mean, you can, but you should, you shouldn't. <laughs> that, that's a, that, yeah. I don't say it like that either. Lead in. Yeah. No. But even then, isn't that interesting though? Yeah. Cause if somebody's too different from you, they could be. Sorry, it could be a valuable uh, learning experience, but you have nothing to hang it on, so yeah. you don't want it. So you're trying to like it's. But you also don't want to surround yourself with a bunch of yes friends, because then what fun is that? Yeah, human uh, information gathering is weird. Here's a hundred dollar idea. 
There's all these apps dedicated to dating. I hate apps. Too many apps. Too many friend apps. friend apps. No, right? that's. I know what you're thinking. It's that exists. I think it exists. Friendster. That's old. And it always goes in the direction friends. of hookups. It's, it's for people to. It's for people to talk to people to just like learn things and have interesting discussions. What do you got? And it's obviously nowhere near as popular. Let's as Tinder look at the no, app store. There's not necessarily okay. sex involved. I'm gonna call but it I'm, Friend Finder and see if anything comes up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could go either way. For, <laughs> I'm, I'm an be... adult. I want to find friends. So. <laughs> there's a late night commercial list. about that. I think. I know. I think yeah. it is. There's going to be. There's anyway. find my friends. Meet me. The, the problem is, I think the people, most of the people who go on that app are like, they're. I am very smart douchebags uh, right like they just want to talk and feel smart about themselves right. their goal is not to gather information because they, they can't feel, socially make friends otherwise mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah but uh so yeah we have we have two things we have human information gathering hit it which i find interesting to no end but that also but adult friendships which has been you know it's it's tough and and trying to vet people like that even that's weird, and cutting right? out people and, that have been friends with you for for a huge amount because of time you have because changed yeah or, or, or can or that be changed. valuable i've been yeah. thinking about that too about yeah. how uh friends let's say you haven't seen them for a while so mm-hmm. they know you when you were if you're our age right a like babe. 23 24 no not a babe per se but uh, yeah <laughs> unless you were especially babathani when you were 23 but even 24. like yeah early 20s to late 20s is just it's another world of beasts right it's <laughs> what crazy what's happening over there <laughs> Go on. I've been drinking. She <laughs> was thinking about herself when she was 20. Uh, oh, no, it's gone. Is it gone? Oh, no, no. So your friends knew who you were. Right. Yeah. Right? So, so they have a very, they have a series of behaviors and reactions and expectations about you, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, have a, they have a very uh, serious cognitive or neural representation of who you are. Gotcha. Flash forward four years, right? You guys have you got a job, you moved out, you've kept in intermittent contact over the internet or Facebook. over the phone or whatever. Facebook, sure. of course, yeah, that that was me. And then then you see this person uh, when you're 28, say, uh, four or five years later. So you have changed, but the representation of you has not. So when you interact with them, you've noticed that there's a disconnect between how they're reacting to the things you're doing and how they're inter- interpreting it and what it is in reality or what you know it to be. Right. So it, it's it's a really weird way of a like you could you could perceive it as irritating yeah or you could see it as a evidence of oh they don't know me anymore but of course they can't right they haven't seen you behave and react but it, it helps you get to know yourself and this is this is something I've been Ooh. thinking about over the last week right that by looking at the disconnect between those two things you be you they help you learn about who you are now right that I've heard it said. Uh, that you should read your favorite books again every like five or ten years, right? Yeah. Not because the book has changed; the book's the same, but you have changed, and so you can learn something about yourself, and you enjoy the book again. And that's definitely true, and it's great. Identify I, with I, new characters and yeah, new problems, yeah. right? Crazy, yeah. weird people. Uh, there was a thread on Reddit not too long ago about when they were younger, they watched American Beauty with Kevin Spacey, and they thought he was a creep. But now that they're 35, 40, they start being like, oh, I get it. I right. So uh, they my enjoy exact the movie again because exact they, they thought when I watched it. And yeah. which I still kind of thought as a forty-year-old man, <laughs> as a forty-year-old male, um, I I had the same thought. Like it wasn't. I, I don't want to say it was like empathy necessarily because I still thought he was a creep. But it's like I can see why all of this happened, and it's not just yeah. him being predatory. It was like it was a confluence of a bunch of external factors. Wonderful film, yeah, yeah. Mm. really, 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 great. really good film. So uh, yeah, that that's except adult- for the bag scene. Yeah, it's a couple of sixteen-year-olds. I know, true to form, it, right? Yeah, it was absolutely. I, I was, was also that, that way. dumb yeah. when I was sixteen. Yeah, me too. Terrible. I was dumb though when I was twenty. 21. I'm still that dumb. Feel that way some days. In different ways. But uh, so, adult friendship. 
right? That's mm-hmm. that's the fact of you move away, you get a job, and you deal with the friends that you once had, right? Like that's getting older with friends. That's becoming an adult uh, alongside your friends. How to adult? But being an adult, going to a new city or a new old city, and then making friends again—I I don't know. Because that's I mean, that's when, exactly what you did. Yeah, new it, old city, making mm-hmm. friends. Yeah, as a grown up. And it's—I I don't know. It's not that hard because I think everyone I work with is great, but that's probably more a function of them than me. We drank all the wine. We drank all the wine? It's gone? It's wow, gone. Good job, everybody. That's why I bought the big sake. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Should so we take a break? Let's take a beat. Let's, let's take, take a, a beat. <laughs> okay. So, we're back. Hey. Uh, you want yeah, to talk rolling. about information gathering? Are we talking about that? We I could. Totally, I broke a glass. We could also not. Yeah, Tim. You're bleeding. <laughs> Tim no, I'm not anymore. Out. It stopped. He was washing a wine glass and then just uh, snapped in his grip. Yeah. And then glass went Here's on one the of ground. Them. Oh, that's actually really good. Cool, right? What are we looking yeah, at? Check the shit so out. So this is a, one of my favorite Whoa. subreddits is uh, yeah. Reddit Gets Drawn. And she every now and then herself. when I take a good selfie, I'm like, hey, oh, I wonder Jesus. if people can turn this into something. And somebody did, and it was really good. They're, they're really, really good ones. Yeah. And it strikes my vanity in a way that I enjoy. That is your one face. That's, Victoria has one put her, her, her selfie pose. What is it? It's got, you got the hair over one eye, and then you're pouting? It's not even an active pout. It's just a non-smile. A passive, okay. Non-smile. And it works. But the hair's got to be over the eye. Yes. What That's are you a, doing? Give me my phone back. Yeah, there are more of them. Yeah, Reddit the best one. Is, is really great. A lot of good artists go wow. there. Okay. There's a lot more of these. Tim, Tim <laughs> so give many it to of me. them. So many of what? Oh, selfies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Let me see this. Let's pass around VP's phone. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Wait, what? What is this? Oh. That's the, that's the uh, submission. That's the post. This looks more complicated. The part. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up another yeah. one. Then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about adult friendship. Yep. Tim, do you have any thoughts, feels Boo. on the matter? Boo. Being Boo. an adult? Oh, there's another one. What is that? That must have given you a Dragon Age boner. It did. <laughs> yeah. You know me so much. What well. does it look like? What is the. It's me with a bullet wound in my forehead. Jesus Christ. Do you... So it was a Mass Effect boner, not a oh, okay, right. Dragon Age boner. Okay. Oh my God, the photo that your brother posted on your Facebook wall? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Bring it, it like in. A, bring it in. Okay. Reining it in. We're talking about adult friendship. Sure. Information gathering. Sure. Talking to people who you pick to be your friends as an adult. Your mm. experience with adult friendships. I've been a few. What are your What are your criteria? Oh, man. And your experience so far of making new adult friends. Mm, sense of humor is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the laugh factor. Yeah. I like to spend most of my time laughing. So if they can't do that with me... What's the point? What's the point? And then... Uh, yeah, I made a few. I made a few adult friends. Uh, Phil Froklidge. He's the most recent, I think. I mean, outside of Phil's you guys. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil's so. I'd Phil, if you're listening, he was interested great. in coming back when I talked to him oh, a yeah. while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like Phil a lot. Do you want me to so text him right now? Still actively do. He's I see him most days when I go into the community tech office. Oh yeah. Yeah, I swing by his office. We shoot the shit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He's a good dude. That's not a noise. I don't know. Criteria for meeting adult people. It's difficult. Adult um, people. I find that the, um, what do you call it? Not the cycle, but the... Um, process? The process takes a bit longer mm-hmm. to like fully, not vet someone, but to like... Become a Admit friend. that like, are we friends now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Some yeah, people... It took just, you and I forever. It did. Long time. Did you have a stepbrothers moment where you're like, did we just become best friends right now? Yup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and it depends on the person, obviously, but I feel like it, overall it's a lot more difficult to... Um, 
define that. Yeah. Takes a bit longer. But even even like do you think there's a bit of a stigma associated with it? Because when you're when you're an adult and you're trying to make friends, the implication is that you don't have friends and you need more, mm. which is like, oh really? Help You don't have any friends. Mm. Like it but really? I, come on. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know, move to a new city or mm-hmm. it's not like you're gonna go whatever. home every day and hang out with topic. your cat. Some people do do that. A lot of people do. It's my future. I know. But anyhow, the criteria for selecting friends, right? Do you ever, this is this is something that I do a whole bunch. Okay. And do you ever try to go like just hard reductionist on human beings and what Ooh. we're doing? Like what is the real reason why, right? Like even using any of our stuff. Right? Everybody likes people that can meet, make them laugh. So you're like, why, why do you want that? What is it you're trying to get out of it? And so what are you saying by if you don't have this, and we all do, right? Every single human being has standards for friends and romantic partners. Mm-hmm. All of us have standards. Why so do you need if this you quality? don't have this, I am not going to invest any resources or attention to you. What is it, right? Like what's, what's the cost benefit we're doing there? I think hmm. selfishly it's because we're getting something out of it. So with the humor thing, because I'm the same way. It's, it's if someone t- doesn't make me laugh in just any context, like it doesn't even matter which one, then I don't want to hang out with them at all. Mm-hmm. And it's because I like to be, I'm entered, I'm not going to say I'm I like entertaining. To be entertained. I like to be entertained. So I like I. to be entertained. Just say it. We yeah. all do. I also yeah. like to be entertaining. So if people don't laugh at the stuff that I say, I don't want to hang out with them either. Fact. And isn't that ridiculous, it's right? It's really good. <laughs> reductionist on that one. It's it vain. doesn't make you feel very good. I know, it's vain, but we all are. It's like you're yeah. not it's worth terrible. anything if you're not funny. I think, yeah. That's most, not true. Most Listeners. of human stuff is like that, but... Then, then you get into altruism, right? And that, that's the whole thing. Like giving when somebody can't give you anything back. Mm. It's the most human of things. See, and I don't think that's altruism. I think you still get something out of it when you can give something and can't get anything back. Of course you do. Like yeah. you get satisfaction, otherwise you wouldn't do it. I know. But what if you know about that and you still do it anyway? And then you feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> then so that's like, as close to altruism that, as you're I getting. I know. Like feeling bad about helping other people because you feel like, guilty. And oh, fuck, I feel good about this and now pe- I feel I bad. There's people out there who are like that. But anyway, so we were talking about human information gathering, right? Like a little bit. And that's, uh, what do we do? Like, why why do people listen to podcasts, right? Why do they I like, know why I listen to podcasts. Why do you listen to podcasts? Because I'm lonely. <laughs> I'm incredibly lonely. <laughs> oh, and I built this, no. no, 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 it's not a bad thing. Damn. I built this network of people who I'll, I'm never going to meet these parasocial relationships where I... Parasocial have, relationships? Yes. I love I it. I love so, writing yeah. that down. <laughs> It's good. Where I have a group of friends who live in, listen to my masters. Group yeah. of friends and, and comedians who live in California who yeah. I will never meet. I've met one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So and you're already lying. Well, I met him because I went to a show where he <laughs> just did stand up for <laughs> Yeah. And um uh and I I know them as intimately as they want to, you know, describe themselves on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know them across several so I just have this group of friends who Tuck me in at night, literally, because I <laughs> fall asleep listening to podcasts. Yeah. I go on walks. I have them with me when I go on walks. Yeah, a lot of people do that. And I, I am a fan. And I'm also, I feel like, connected to these people because they're... Talking about their most... Talking about most themselves. Thoughts. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Has anyone read Ready Player One? No, but my brother has it and he's told me to read it and he'll <sighs> give it to me. What is I'm it about? Halfway, I'm halfway through. Yeah. So it's about uh, this kid who, um, he plays this game religiously and it's basically a life simulator. Um, it's, it's like a combination of wow and the Sims because it can be both like a regular life simulator and also, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, a fantasy world simulator, depending on what planet you decide to visit inside this virtual world. (laughs) And basically they describe it as entering (laughs) through the Oculus Rift. Mm -hmm. They don't call it that because Oculus Rift wasn't a thing when this book was written. Check. Uh, so the guy who, uh, created this world, 
he was the CEO of this company. They described him as like this highly, uh, slightly autistic um, genius, <laughs> genius, like a savant, right? Oh, okay, like a like, savant. So yeah. not, not like just further along than Zuckerberg? Definitely, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, but he hates, you know, social interaction. So he created a virtual world where this interaction can happen where he feels comfortable, mm -hmm. um, which was sort of like the motivation behind doing it. But he also loved all of the classic video games from the 70s and the 80s. Mm -hmm. And so he incorporated Pong. all these little bits not quite that. Oh. Um, you know, the, the, the adventuring games from Atari where you're just like a pixel going through God the dungeons. Right. Yeah, dragons gotcha. like a big yeah. red pixel. Yeah. And he loved D&D &D in real life. And okay. uh, so he decided to encapsulate all of these interests and create a video gaming company. Okay. And when he died, he was like, I'm going to leave the fortune to whoever can figure out this puzzle. And all of the bits of the puzzle have to be figured out in this world that he created called the Oasis. Okay. So if you wanted to, you needed to find three keys and three gates and they were all related to his personal interests. So if you knew everything about this dude, you could decipher how to find these keys and open these gates. Huh. Which is super cool. So it's following this dude mm -hmm. trying to trying to do that. Yeah. Um, but so he, if we're, just to relate it back to parasocial relationships, uh, he makes friends with all of these people in game. Um, and so he actually, he does interact with them, but he interacts with their personas, with their uh, avatars. He mm -hmm. doesn't actually, he doesn't know if the people are actually like this in real life or if yeah. they're representing themselves accurately and we'll never know but these are these are the people that he's built his life around <laughs> can we pause button for a second there? pause button so when we're going with online relationships right you're trying to figure out is this really who this person is yeah. they could be lying they could be faking it well, that's just human interaction anyway right it is people worry about that yeah but it's easy it's easier to create those personas when you're online because like you are yeah. Your body language and your facial expressions don't they can't give you away yeah, because what they're you not look present. like can belie you or you know, yeah okay yeah. So just speaking of parasocial relationship or par yeah, parasocial relationships, that's what this book is about. And so I had an interesting uh, discussion with David um, because a lot of his friendships are online. So he visited all these forums on things that he was interested in and made all these friendships um, because I was saying that, you know, social interaction is something that is essential for humans uh, to ensure, you know, greater mental health. Or just yeah, because if it's you're not necessary. if you're not gathering information from other things, or you're not you're not building support relationships, your brain will be like something is wrong. Yeah, you're and you'll mess up. You'll be depressed. Yeah. You'll be depressed all the time. And so he was arguing that um, having these online relationships is sufficient for for interaction. And I I don't necessarily agree. Um, and I think drawing a line between social and parasocial relationships is sort of a good a good means to describe why I don't agree. It's like you mm. need the face-to-face -face interactions. You need the interaction between uh, facial and body language with whatever it is that they're saying. You so what are we saying? You need the human presence. What are we saying to the people listening to this right now who are developing <laughs> personal relationships with us? <laughs> Stop listening. Get Go outside. Go outside. <laughs> no, Eat an no. apple, read a book. Call your mom. <laughs> Call your mom. In that order, does does family count as like those that is Ugh, like is that enough really. for a social um, interaction? I think it's extremely important, but hmm. it isn't it isn't sufficient. Like so. if you just called your mom every day, I assume that would not be enough. Like you need to just you need to branch out. Yeah, yeah. The assumption that it isn't enough, like if if you just think about it, right? Make up a person who they're okay, or think about um, the girl. Probably if you go to college, you know this girl. She's in the dorm, right? She calls her mom every night. This girl could be a dude. Could be a dude. It was generally women, right? Or, or actually, no, no, no. Hands the ones, on the hips. The ones you squinting. Heard, the ones you heard aggressively. About, the ones you heard about were women. So I think if men did it, they wouldn't tell anyone because of the stigma, yeah, right? Uh, mama's boy or this or that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but you know them, right? And, and so people even thought of this girl like, oh, that's that's not healthy, right? You can't 
You can't detach properly Be when you're that reliant on your family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need to get out there. You need to do stuff, and so and I, I think the penalty would be harder for a, a man, or more serious for a man than I for would a agree. woman. So that's why you hear about it. But anyway, <laughs> are is family enough? No, because y- you need to, as a human, if you're going to be optimal, you need to gather information from, from as many, many people sources. as possible. Yeah, you need to learn about mm. them, about socialization, about things, about uh, how to interact with them. Building a skill set, yada, 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 to be socially successful mm. or just successful in life, whatever it is. You need it, man. I always equate we, learning we with it. learning with growing. If you're learning shit, then you're growing. And when you stop growing, oh, I you are know. the functionally, I feel like you're functionally equivalent to being dead. If well, you just decide that your development stops at, say, 25. Define learning. A lot of people do, man. You ever see those women with the 80s hair? I know. Like it happens. They just like, I think they're yes. functionally dead. Well, they're 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 metabolizing, but they're intellectually their not. Their brain, their lovely neural algorithm, has decided that like, okay, this is it. This These is, pathways are all we're using forever. This behavioral set is the optimal reward that I'm going to find, right? And then what would we call it? In stats, you'd be like, it's a local maximum. Nice. Right. So it, it, it's a or a local minimum. I, local either maximum, way, local but, maximum. But, it, but it's local. I don't Stick know. with it. People, people, well, I'm just thinking, like, most of the people who are listening to this aren't going to be stats people. So, any words that come out of my mouth are going to be like, who gives a shit? What the fuck does that mean? But we're describing right? the words that come out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, um, it's like if you're trying to find the highest or lowest value of something, mm-hmm. right? There, there can be in the topology, right? This is a word where people don't give a fuck. Uh, David loves topology as a word. Of whatever it is. I'm sure he does. <laughs> You can have, you have all these bumps, right? So, so think about it like a, like a lovely little landscape and some of them are bumps, that yada, Aww. yada, but there are mountains too and then there's the highest mountain. So in the topology of Earth, say, we've got Everest and that's great. But you think about these people, you could just reach something that's high. It could be a local hill or whatever and you're like, this is as high as shit gets. I'm going to stay here forever and right. it's the fucking peak. This is- and that, that's what we say. We actually yeah. use that word. This person has peaked. And you think that, but they've they've sort of wandered around socially and found something they think is as high as it's going to get. Because they, locally, they that is as high. There. Locally, that's as high as it gets. And they'll stay there. And they won't think about other places where it could be higher. And if you think about it, like, like going and continuing to search can be very, very unhealthy. And it takes a long time. It requires a lot of resources. So this yeah, is actually and, a concept so that David loves. You can end up being goddamn Frank Underwood. Or you, know, mm. you, can, you can keep going and you can keep <laughs> growing. You can define, most people define what their peak is. Right, uh, what the highest value is, what the optimal life setup is. But anyway, what, does a, he talk about that a lot? A lot, yeah. actually, because he loves the idea. Well, he doesn't love the idea, but he mentions that like the 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 peak, like finding your highest peak mm-hmm. in your local area, is something that's really important to him. And he's afraid, and other people, like he describes it sort of generally, that other people are afraid of venturing off their mountain, which is why they stop developing. Because it takes a long time to find out whether or not there's a higher peak. And how do you know whether you're on the highest peak if the yeah. area around you isn't entirely clear? Yeah. Because you don't know. And you so, don't. So you, you don't can... until you've explored everywhere else. And then by that time, it's like you're it's, too, it's too late for you to go back to that highest yeah. peak. Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, you only have so many years. Then you so get to feel years. bad before you only you have die. so many years. You only yeah. have so much search time. Right? We talk about The friendship. fig tree. That's wild. Uh, back uh-huh. to what Victoria mentioned not too long ago, maybe about 10, 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. We've been talking a lot, guys. This is great. We haven't talked, I'm spoken engaged. in a long time. I've missed this. I've Super missed both engaged. of you. Damn. Yeah. Finite time. You only have so much on this earth. You only have so much, yeah. so many breaths, so many heartbeats. 
So when you're determining friendships, when you're in your adult age, when you have, yeah. you, you're aware of how much time when you have, you have left, limited hands, the clock limited is ticking, ham, limited time, limited, limited hands, <laughs> limited hands. That was a weird brain fart. Oh my god. Anyway, limited time. It's because Easter's coming up. You have yeah. limited hams over the weekend. That's right. <laughs> you have one. Sell out. Just the one. Um, you have to decide if they're worth your time. Yeah. That's is this factor. person going to provide me if we're being super reductionist and yes. cold with, with value, right? Yes. And, it's, and the worst part is that, like, I. I'm a hu- I'm a humanist. I'm a humanitarian. I'm, yeah. These are the wrong words to describe what I'm feeling. But I love I love people. That's I'm why I'm a, in psychology. I'm a human. I'm a human. I'm a hum- human being. <laughs> I'm a real girl. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a mean stick at you. What's a mean stick? I like a, a, a mean stick. stick. <laughs> a mean stick. <laughs> what is that about? That's what you get beat with. Yeah. Okay. All I right. like I like the people. And it makes me feel bad when I vetted them and been like, you are too not awesome a human being to oh hang boy. out with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel superior to these people. That's not what it is. It's just I don't feel like it's worth my time to invest into people who aren't A, going to make me laugh, B, make me learn, or C, make me think. How do you tell them that? How do you put and them you, down? You can't. You just yeah. do the fade out you and you hope they never norms. contact you again. Social norms. Because if yep. somebody came up to you and told you, Tim, you're not worth my time. You're not giving me anything. Worth my Tim. You're really not. <laughs> you're not. You're not worth it. You don't make me laugh. Yada yada yada. Oh boy. So can you imagine if someone told you they don't make me laugh? Right, like terrifying. that would be the biggest dick move. Right. I would they send you a big long text explaining that, just being straight up honest, and they're being right, and you do it. Right. Mm. We all do it. But being straight about it, you'd be like, you're the worst person in the world. I am going. If you come into my view in the future, I will hurt you. Gonna be beat with a mean stick. Think about that. Right. That that's how people would feel. Yeah, you got to avoid those. Feels weird. Those feels. So instead, you do the slow fade, and you just never respond to their <laughs> text messages and hope that they stop talking to you. Socially appropriate way of dealing with it. So, but so you you say, can I challenge you on something personal? You may. Oh, Please. of course. We do this. This is, this is serious, and this, this goes for all of us. Serial. Okay. Probably listening and talking. Super serious. Uh, we spend a lot of time doing doing silly bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I read it, I do stuff where, you know, I spend eight hours and when I'm at work, like I'm at work mm-hmm. and it's time to go. But yep. then when I get home or so, so sorry, I, I go to work, I go to the gym and then I go home. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like shit's done. I'm done. Gym is also serious time. F it. I'm just, I'm just doing nothing. Right. I'm going to surf on Reddit. Maybe I'll watch some lectures on stats or something or I'll, or I'll find something that's fine. But it sounds I, like I, work. I really it does do sound like work. I try to frame it as like, uh, I have a good time. Yeah, it sounds like work. Yeah, it's work. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I, I do these things, but I'm not out there helping people, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> like a Spider Man. I'm not. What do you mean? <laughs> well, like, you can do stuff. You can go out and you can volunteer. I work oh, I, see with, what I you work mean. with a guy, it's okay. a friend, friend of Mackenzie, right? Like, like he goes out and he, he volunteers his time to a charity <laughs> after work, and I'm like, buddy, I have all this responsibility. Holy shit! <laughs> I love how you first went to Spider Man. <laughs> well, you, I don't know. You look like a superhero, so that's so true. <laughs> yeah. But if you came out tomorrow and was like, yo, I fight crime, I'd be like, yeah, I believe you. All right. I'm yeah. How long have you ass. been a vigilante and <laughs> when can we help? Where, but, what uh, do you look like? What's your costume? But yeah. but, but this, this guy I work with, he, he does that. Okay. Charity work in his spare time. Yeah. For like 40 hours a week. Contributing to and I'm humanity. Like, I don't do that. No. I don't do these things. And we talk about being a humanitarian and caring about the people. And y- you can feel that way. But if it doesn't make the transition to action, then what are you doing? I'm not doing right? anything. What am I like? Substantially, you were the same as somebody who doesn't give a fuck. Can you not? Right? This is something I struggle with. Yeah, yeah. Can you not get that kind of, I mean, you help people every day at work. It's not like you're 
You're do I? Scrooge McDuck. Not not, I try to help people around me, right? Like, I, I do you think, feel like you don't have a knock on effect? You know, the things you do at work don't help people. Not yet. You know, I like mean, you smell at someone, they smell at someone not, else. Not so super. Not so. Oh, no, 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 not like that. Surface totally. level. I do that. Like, more I, so the, the I'm heart. at work. I'm like, can I make their lives easier? Right? Can I give them what they're wanting to there do? It is. Like, we're all in. We're all in the job, right? Like, we, you know, you might love it, you might not. But if you have shitty work that you don't want to do, can I can I automate it? Can I make it better in some way? Can yeah. I take that job away from you? Yeah, but that's okay. But don't you ever worry that like you could be doing more with your time? Of course, right? all the Tim every all day. The time, yeah. But we don't. No, because you're like okay. But what if? What about Volunteer what about Renee? Hard. Right? What what about what about Renee? Another? What about the family I want to have? What about this? What about that? Oh, and you yes. think about the where you're putting your time and But the family you're gonna have is gonna have like a grit like it's the long game, you know? Like kids your kids, kids are gonna have effects on the yeah. world. You know what I mean? They may not, but they they're probably going to. The world they come into is gonna be a whole different world. Exactly, abuse. and they're gonna have a tangible effect on it the way That's that we have a tangible effect on the world that we live in now. And our parents foresaw that being the case. Yeah, that, that's a heavy thought, right? That you are your parents' life work, life's work in some ways. <laughs> what was but, I going to say? I was going to make a comment. Oh, it's oh, like the okay. Louis C.K. Uh, uh-huh. sketch. He he was talking about going on an airplane, and uh, he see like he's in first class, and he sees this veteran walk by and go yeah. into economy. He's a no. He's he, a, he's on his way to the war because that's how they travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, he's not like, a veteran. He's, he's a he's a soldier. Yeah. He's on his way. I've seen it. He's on his way to Iraq. This is his connecting flight to Iraq, and he's in economy. (laughs) And Louis C.K. looks back and is like, "You know what would be really awesome is if I donated my first class seat to this man so that he had a pretty sweet ride before being deployed." And he doesn't do it, and he recognizes that he's not going to do it. But he's like, "How fucking good a person am I?" For thinking about possibly That's maybe what doing people it. do. They check in or and they cash in early. And he was like, I'm still early. an asshole, but I feel like we I'm not an asshole. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can, if, if you watch yourself, you can feel it happening where mm-hmm. you're like, this is an option. I'm a good person for thinking about that option. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. And it's you, like you, giving you gotta, up your seat on the bus. You do you know how many what? times I've done it? None. What? Really? Uh, well, no one's asked, I but I mean, know. like, if you're sitting in the section and like a pregnant woman gets on, you're no, like, all no, right, no. lady, get if it on was, there. Well, that's never happened. It's oh, never okay. been like a pregnant person or like a crippled person or, an old or person? someone. Or you know, no, old lady comes on. It's you're just like, been all right, like having trouble. A person standing next to me, and I'm like, they look uncomfortable. I can offer my like a an able person. They look uncomfortable. I could offer my seat, and it would be really nice. And then I never do it because I'm like, they're fine. They're well, standing. I stand when I'm there on the bus, and then enough. I feel like. I don't even feel like an asshole or not an asshole. I'm like, I'm a person. Has I'm anyone ever right offered now. to give them your seat? You're a person. No. Interesting. No, I've never been offered my like a well, seat. Because I'm a able, young, able-bodied body, person. Young woman, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you don't have any problems. No. Give us Nobody's ever going to offer me their seat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't need it. It's fine. No. You're more than abled. You're super abled. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about human information gathering, right? And during the break, uh, I talked about goddamn babies. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had, a, I had an epiphany about babies the other day. <laughs> okay. What is it? This, this is about humans as classifiers, right? And right. when you're a baby, you were, the, you were like basic. You're a sponge. Right? You have nothing. Basic baby. Basic babies. You don't know how to do anything. It was, it's about how like babies cry and like why they get pissed. And, and like, so they don't know how to do anything. Right. Right. And it seems like they come out, 
And all they have they is, come is right very, out. very vague random movement, right? Mm-hmm. Like they know how to breathe. If you put them underwater, they'll hold their breath. Yeah. And I can't believe somebody figured that out. Like, right. what were you doing? Why were you dunking the baby <laughs> in a pool of water? Why are you doing that? They probably people, dropped people it. People do that. Oh, anyway. God. Oh, you're fine. But it's kind of like random limb movement and head movement and eye movement. And I'm like, what if they forget? Like, oh, I, I forgot how to breathe. Let's just not do that <laughs> for a little bit. Well, you have like, to get dark for a second. There's sudden infant death syndrome Sid's where like real. things just fuck, don't work out. Where things are just happening, and sometimes they don't happen. Like the baby's like, "Oh, let's try not doing this. Let's let's not do that." You know. And so the baby comes out, putting random outputs into the environment, and then taking in Seeing data. Seeing what sticks. Taking in data. Yeah. Sticks. Well, oh, you see, know, see, like see like see they're works. they're all throwing spaghetti at a wall. Yeah, but you have a much more developed. Uh, lovely neural unit, right? To talk about it that way, who who will be like, okay. You're smart spaghetti at the wall. Move your arms this way. Do this. You know, but like babies like, forget how to poop sometimes, you know, they, like they don't even know what's going on. It's true. So you have to show them, you have to direct them, you have to put their head in the right direction so that their brain can be like, okay, this orientation, this orientation, and this becomes habitual. Kittens don't even know how to go to the bathroom by themselves. Kittens? No. Baby Goddamn kittens. kittens. Kittens don't know how worse to go than, to the bathroom. So literally cute. worse than babies. So cute. I know it's adorable, but, but it's not adorable how you fix that They don't know how to do anything. And then, then they grow and they start seeing stuff and you were there to be like, error, correct input. Error, correct input. To, to teach them and grow them. Yep. Right? And then we become and adults. Grow, and grow them. Yeah, grow yeah, them yeah. Like And, and then we eventually them. start recognize, identifying and correcting our own errors. Yeah. But we absolutely need to accrue, collect, and keep a series of people who will keep you moving along that trajectory because totally. what you can do alone, you need to, well, A, most people can't or a lot of people can't, but you have to recognize that you can't do it alone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that I'm not that great that I need to have people around me who can teach me and make so me learn. So humbling. Tim? <laughs> yeah. You thinking? I'm thinking all you've the time. Got, you've got okay. thinking Tim face. You've got <laughs> actually Scott thinking face, which is, I don't know if no, that has I didn't look what I mean. No, <laughs> no this is Scott thinking face. He didn't look angry. <laughs> Good. Never, everyone, there was everyone no got RBF. That? Everyone yeah. just... did, every, uh, did all the listeners see that? Yeah. I so. You can take a picture and maybe post it, but uh, probably not. But anyway, so it, it was about, it, and this is where we link into what you were saying about friendship, right? Who do we choose to be our friends? People and what, what do forward? we do? Why do we go around and have a good time? Like, why do we, why did we evolve to want to shoot very, very structured sound waves at each other, right? <sighs> to pass data back and forth. And we don't even care what we're doing. We just want to see it. We just want to hear it. To avoid becoming nihilists. Like, there's nothing worth it in this world. Let's surround ourselves with people who remind us that there is something in this world. Hmm. What does that even mean? I mean, like, you live and then you die. Stuff happens in between. The more people Hopefully. you surround yourself that you enjoy makes that the less time in you between. The, sort of. <laughs> I'm not even sort kidding. It's like it, it staves off mortality salience. Well, yeah, because you're, you're protected that these people will help you. That like if you got It's your cushion trouble, of good feels is yeah. the people that you surround yourself with. Okay. But it's also information. Oh, right? totally. You totally. care. We need it. We pass information back and forth, even though it doesn't mean anything, right? We'll talk about the leaves. We'll talk about, you know. Leafs Canadians. Oh God! Well, there's a guy in my office. He loves the Leafs. He talks about it all the time. <sighs> That's so sad. I'm so sorry for that. Do you work at help desk? Ah, oh, whatever, man. Uh, why that person? Does he why? work at help desk? I never want. Don't want to hear any. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear. Does he work at the help the desk? Leafs. Maybe. Okay. How do you know? There's a really I, I shot a video question. at that company a while ago. Oh, you know the guy talks about the yeah, Leafs look all at the time. Video, yeah, he's, got, yeah, he's, he's wearing got... a Leafs jersey on the video. Okay, maybe it's him. That's so funny. So I mean, he loves them. If you're an ambitious but we person, pass information back and forth about nothing. If you're an ambitious person, I feel like you surround yourself with ambitious people because of that reason. Because they're going to provide you information to help bring you forward in your life, and you're going to provide information to bring them forward in their lives. And you're all just going to move as this as this ambitious unit 
Ashley and I were actually talking about this on Friday. Yeah. Who's There's Ashley? Reason, Ashley is uh, Ann Wilson's lab manager. Ann, Ann Wilson, Wilson is Dr. Ann the Wilson. The best person in the world. Is the coolest human being in the world. Bar none. Bar mm-hmm. none. Social psychologist. She's my thesis supervisor. She was Scott's supervisor. Yeah. Big, part of, big part of who I am today. Right? Yeah, I think. Becoming yeah. a big part of who I am currently. My 20s was Ann Wilson. So what's Ashley's deal? And Ashley, Ashley's the lab manager. She was just accepted to Windsor for clinical Ooh. psych. So she's smarty pants. Like you would mm-hmm. not believe. Highly organized. Highly ambitious and driven. And she was like, one of the reasons I like hanging out with you. Uh, because we were, you know, exchanging compliments the way you do with friends. Aww. Um, I know, it was a good feel session. Uh, she was like, you... <laughs> Some light circle jerking. <laughs> that's what, that's what friends... Is a circle with two people, Scott? Nothing too heavy. Do um, we not circle jerk each other a little bit occasionally? Could we make a circle with our arms? The you make a triangle. Yes. Oh, we could, you're right. A circle triangle. A jerking triangle. That's not as poetic. Tri-jerk. Of the course tri- it is. Oh, whoa. Rolls off the, uh, it's like Zelda. The next game is going to be oh, called the Tri-jerk. I don't <laughs> think that would sell. I, I would buy it. Uh, anyway, Red Log. <laughs> so she was like, one of the reasons I like hanging out with you is because you are driven and ambitious, and you make me want to be more driven and ambitious. And oh. I'm like, you do the same to me. And yeah. it's like this, this mutual exchange of, of motivation. We love multipliers. Almost. We love them. 100%. We love, yeah. yeah. Shit. Helping, helping other people. We're we're helping each other in ways that we need. So we seek out people who fill these small voids that we have inside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think hmm. it makes me understand if some people get nihilistic and negative. But I mean, like this is this is all there is, man. You're stuck inside you. Yeah, this is all you're gonna get. It is not useful to be a nihilist. I don't think. No, I mean for a bunch of reasons. No, that I, I can explore those later. Certainly, but... it's not. I'd, I'd love to explore that later, but. <sighs> Humans isn't, but that's what we're doing, right? Like we we probably like each other very much because Indeed we feel we do. that we we provide, right? That this is this is a wonderful, interesting balance of personalities and views and stuff like that, and ideas and and yeah, methods of thinking. Oh God, we're tri- so, perspectives. We're, we're tri jerking. We're in a triangle right now. So to get meta about the whole situation, do it. Mm. What the fuck is next? <laughs> what are we doing with this podcast? Oh, we okay. want to take it. What's the next direction? I love this. I love that question. Because I, I know, know I know we discussed with Lana Bird yeah. recently, and she texted me recently oh, yeah, Lana that Bird. when her house is complete, her <laughs> yeah, tiny yeah, home yeah, that yeah, she yeah. built, episode something. We should do... Um, yes. Let me get to my thought. Remember, seven house. seconds. They don't take it very long. Uh, we're going to broadcast... Podcast. Podcast. From within her tiny home. Broadcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just podcast. And then <laughs> from within her tiny home. And then... Uh, be from within a barn? What? Broadcast? No, because it's, word, a, it's a broadcast and a podcast at the same time. A broadcast. I'm sorry. Seven seconds. Oh, boy. Sorry. Keep going. Continue. Oh, boy. Can I have a reset on the clock? <laughs> I feel like I'm being distracted a lot. By this one over. Uh, we're going to bro- podcast. Wow, fuck. Podcast directly from her tiny house. And yeah. So uh, she's complete. She's moved the house into the field oh, with the cows. Cool. Nice. And she's living there now. So with we should cows? do that. That's one thing we could do. What do you guys want to do next with this podcast? I would, I would totally love to follow up with all of the guests and use the same topics and see if their views have changed oh. or if, you know, in that time they've gathered new information that informs whatever the topic was. Okay. Um, because we, we kind of did that with Devin, um, kind of not. Like, we just explored a different topic, but, like, his previous topic still informed the way he viewed the, the, the current topic. Correct. So it would be really, really cool to go back and, and go... Yeah. Through all the guests again. I'd love to talk to Devin about the election again because that shit is getting out of control. Right? Yeah, so crazy. Craziness. But uh okay, who do who do we have early? 
Uh, we had Dylan. Dylan. We didn't have Dylan. We didn't. We didn't. We did, but we didn't. We, we did, didn't. but we didn't. Dylan we was get like podcast zero. I yeah. think what we yeah. should do He's is. He's interested. He'd do it. We should combine Dylan's first podcast with his new podcast. Okay. And like yeah. make that sort of the um, like the segue into the doubling up of, of guests. Be like, this is Dylan's first podcast. This is his second. View Who the differences. Let's talk Randy about Randy would be really good. I loved Randy. Randy was such a good yeah. time. Who was who? Who were the first people we had? Like one, two, three. One, two, three. There was Renee, and third was. I Mar- can't, uh, no, what I can't was his remember. name? His, your other friend, Max. 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 I was called him Mark. Max. That's okay. So getting everyone back. Yeah, getting everyone Eventually. back. Eventually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, doing that like pre-post, like I cool. talked about, but we, and then doing like like a season two where it's all new guests, and then we do the same thing where we repeat them and see how they change uh, over time. Love it. Oh. Is this the format? That's a great idea. Figured, is this an emergency format? Season two? All right. Right? And I think hmm. dividing it into seasons. And I mean, the we'd, we'd have to listen. I mean, I could do it. I could listen to all of the podcasts and send, try and find emergent themes and be like, the theme of season one was this. Season two should be more Oh, man. I wish we this. had goddamn uh, talk to text on all these things. Yeah. If I had the transcripts, be still my heart. And Vivo was installed on all shit. of the on the com- all of the computers on campus. And so what, I could would just you be do- able to upload these sound files and get the text out? Shit, dog. I don't think so. In no. Vivo is for already transcribed <laughs> files, unfortunately. Bitch. Okay. No, yeah, man. If I had the text, I but could do it. I'd I love do it. to do qualitative yeah, yeah. analysis on on what on what the, it would take a long time. But I'd emergent do, themes are like I love that. It's I'd love shit. to do serial like serious analysis, right? Mm-hmm. Like actual mm-hmm. uh, NLP, man. Yeah. yeah. That that's what I'd love, but we're never, that's never gonna happen unless we pay an RA like a thousand dollars, right? Kind of money. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I got no, more I, lot no, for transcription. Let's be serious. Uh, <laughs> this is how I spend my spare time too. I mean, you know what kind of apartment building I live in. <laughs> I mean, I've got uh, it until I move. I have it. But uh, okay, is this not like is that the kind of structure that you? That'd be kind of neat. For? I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think like about it. a lot. I don't know what we're Did doing. Did you have thoughts? Yeah, no, what were your it. thoughts? I don't really have any. Are you sure you just said you think about? Well, it I, I like the idea of doing segments on this show. I like the idea of um, merging themes. Yeah, maybe more so. Um, each episode has its format. Each episode mm-hmm. has. I mean, we kind of do it when we have guests on. These are kind of a free for all. Mm-hmm. A stream of consciousness, kind of if you will. Stream of consciousness, Turned right? Out, okay. We just kind of keep talking, and then yeah. we decide what we're going to talk about um, at the end of the podcast because that's <laughs> we know what the fuck we talked about. So I think, um, but, but when we have guests on. Um, we start with intros so they have an idea and then the viewer has an idea and then Victoria takes a photo of me with her phone camera the lighting's really good it is really good you look pretty majestic right now thanks buddy golden evening light (laughs) it's working out Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh beautiful so I got it intros that's the one (laughs) and then we go into who they are as people and then we go into like it just kind of goes from there I love if we had a segment at the end where we sort of tried to draw parallels between who they describe themselves as people and what topic that they brought up no. and what perspective they brought into that topic. So you're saying we need to take more notes as we go along with this. I think so. I we should do pads so. of paper. And just draw or arrows between ideas and then how they, how they describe themselves. You mean like we literally use like this as a vessel for helping people to get to know themselves? I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because then they walk away from this that was being favorite part, right? more certain about who they are as yeah, people. Because yeah. every time I have a podcast... Filling themselves in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm more certain about who I am, what I want, and the things that I want to do after we've had these discussions. Hmm. Really? I don't know if that's the case with you guys. No. But I'm still in the... <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I'm still in the ether, pretty yeah. much. I'm like, eh, I've got a this, direction now, sort of. This shit helps me forget about everything else I'm doing. <laughs> in like a positive way. In mm. a, okay. Like... 
This isn't just your crazy like flushing, burn night out. Flushing the brain yeah. toilet. Instead of alcohol yes. or drugs, it's, well, it's, uh, it's uh, talking uh, it out. Well, okay. okay. We, we have two. a little bit. It's yeah. Meat sticks in conversation. Yeah. The mean sticks. Right. Um, thank you. Thanks for having us over to chat, Tim. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming by, guys. It's been this really great. Really I missed you guys. You feed us and you wine us? It's been like three weeks, right? Yeah. It's been yeah. long, Tim. Quite yeah. a little bit. But okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable wrapping it here. I feel good. Long times between podcasts make VP a dull girl. <laughs> <laughs>